What is up, guys? Welcome to the first episode of the Pass and Catch podcast. Um, my name's Zach, and I'm one of the hosts here. Uh, our other host is Jackson. Um, yep. My name is Jackson. I'm the second host here. Um, we come. Up, we're gonna come on here every week. You know, give our thoughts on the uh, slate of all the sports games. You know, going on, and we're gonna start off by hopping to Knoxville. The biggest game of the year in college football so far, in my opinion. I think everyone's opinion as well. Yeah, so we had Cincy versus Bama last week. A very exciting game. Really close the whole way out. Mm-hmm. Just great great little game there. Uh, and the hooker definitely is making his case for the Heisman front runner. Uh, nice little five touchdowns. Yeah, One interception yeah. this week. First of the year, but... Still a really good ratio. Mm-hmm. Almost 400 yards passing on only 21 attempts. Pretty solid. That is crazy. I'm looking here at our rushing stats. It's very balanced between three three different players. Jalen Wright, Hendon Hooker, and uh, Javari Small. All over 12-plus carries. 50-plus yards. Solid run game this year, along with the passing, obviously. And then Jalen Hyatt with his crazy five-touchdown game. School record. School record, yep. That was wild. Bryce Young made a nice little return this week. Did. Come back, 455 yards passing. Only two touchdowns, though. Little. He looked better than those two touchdowns. He did look really well. He did we're, look really good. We're coming didn't, off an injury. Didn't look like the shoulder was bothering him much. No, not at all. Tennessee was able to. I think a big key in this win was their ability to shut down Gibbs this week, mm-hmm. limiting to on, only 100 yards on 24 <laughs> carries. Say only 100 yards, but, I mean, for him, I guess. On 24 carries? Nah, yeah. That, that's that's pretty solid. Still average 4.3 yards per carry. He normally averages like six or seven. <laughs> he did have three touchdowns. So. That's true. He did have three touchdowns. But... Yeah, Alabama and Tennessee both look solid in this game, in my opinion. Um, it just so happens that our, our kicker is the one that made a game-winning field goal. So, mean, true. That's all that matters at the end of the day. The one that won it. And then we might we might just be seeing the rematch here later yeah. down the road. Yeah. Looking at other big games. Mm. Bold prediction, real quick. Uh, Hooker's winning the Heisman, just saying. Oh, um, 100%. Heisman frontrunner, yeah. I said that uh, from the beginning of the year, and I'm going to stick to it. 100%. I think a big, I wouldn't call it upset, but shocker of a game. Number 10, Penn State, or at least from last week's rankings, they were number 10. Lost 17-41 of to number 5, Michigan. I think that just kind of solidifies that Michigan's the real deal. Because before this game, I was honestly on the road of Michigan's pretenders and not contenders, especially after last year in the college football playoff. You know, they didn't didn't really do very well. So I kind of thought that was kind of a similar situation. But beating Penn State that bad kind of just proves that they actually are contenders. Mm-hmm. And J.J. McCarthy, kind of like the Jimmy G, honestly. Of the college of college football realm, uh, 
he, you know, only passed 145 yards, but they put, still put up 41 points. So I mean, that, that that's not off of him though. Look at their rushing. They no, have two crazy. guys with over 150 yards. No, yeah, that is both that is with wild. two touchdowns. This guy almost had 30 carries. Well, yeah, the other still. and he got outrushed by Edwards with only 16 mm-hmm. carries. Yeah, it's a crazy, crazy game right there. That's crazy. But Penn State couldn't get anything going. No, rough passing good. game. Only 111 rushing yards combined. Just not a great game for them, to be honest. You know what kind of, like, I guess, for us being no Tennessee fans, that Clemson game against Florida State. Clemson did not look great against an unranked Florida State team. Florida State is better than they look, though. That is true. They have have had some very tough matchups. They are better than 4-3. They put up some good efforts and some of their losses. And obviously, I mean, moving on from that game, the Clemson game, USC getting upset by number 20, Utah. That is I mean, something to talk about, I'm sure. 415 yards from Cameron Rising on the Utah side of the ball. To be fair... Utah is a very solid team. Their two losses are to Florida, who was a top 25 team at the beginning of the year after they lost Tennessee, you know, um, and UCLA, who is currently ranked up there. So, I mean, Utah is a very solid team. I think this just kind of showed that USC wasn't as unbeatable as people thought they were. Caleb Williams. I mean, Caleb Williams did put up a great performance, though. 381 yards, five touchdowns, no picks. Only completing about half his passes, though. It's a little rough. But still came out with a 90 QBR rating. So, I mean, that's not bad. I mean, it, they really just, it was really just their defense that let them down. I mean, it really was. Utah was going all over them. But just how the game goes. That's true. UCLA now leads the Pac-12 behind Oregon. Or USC is still behind UCLA and Oregon. They moved down to three. Oregon moved up to and Pac-12, honestly, is kind of evened out right now. I mean, if you look at it, the UCLA, Oregon, USC, Utah, and Oregon State are all solid teams. Not any that can, you know, maybe, mm, no, I wouldn't even say that. Well, but moving on to a conference that is, I'd say, slightly better. We got the Kentucky-Mississippi State game from last week. Mm-hmm. Kentucky put up a nice win, 27-17 over Mississippi State. It's a really close game. Wasn't this uh, Will Levis's first game back, right, from being injured? Isn't that right? I think he was injured last week. I think so. He put up good numbers, 230 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Not too terrible. Chris Rodriguez, though, almost 200 yards rushing, two touchdowns. Solid performance right there. That is very solid. Mississippi State, Rodgers putting up good numbers, 200 yards passing, 
One touchdown, one pick. Not too terrible. Mississippi State just couldn't get anything going on the ground. Only 22 yards rushing in the entire game. Kind of ultimately what let them down in this one. That is rough. Mississippi State, though, I do have to say, they've improved a lot over last Mm -hmm. year. They were not the greatest team in the world. Mm -hmm. The SEC is just kind of loaded this year, honestly. They are. Even Vanderbilt, you know, shockingly enough, has not been terrible. They're not great still. They got a long way to go. They're better than they normally are, but. Yes, yes, 100%. 100%. Let's see. I think the biggest shock for me at the moment has to be coming out of the ACC. Syracuse. Big win over North Carolina State, 24 to nine. Syracuse is six and zero. This is their first time being six and zero since like the 80s. It's <laughs> pretty crazy. Kind of like Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Been a while. Like 98, maybe. Feels like 98. But I also want to say something too about another game. Um, talking about Syracuse right now. What's it called? My, you said you, what's it called, had your upset as uh, Syracuse NC State, right? I didn't say it was an upset. I said it was a big game coming out of the ACC. It's not, a, uh, I mean, it's only a three differential in True. rankings, but Syracuse True. just 6-0 and for the first time. Well, I think they should they, be ranked higher than they are, personally. I'm pretty sure in the preseason they were like, what's it called? They, I think they had like very low expectations, didn't they? Yeah, they weren't even. They were nowhere close to being ranked. Nobody thought Syracuse was gonna be good. Quarterback did have two picks though. Garrett Strader did pass the ball pretty efficiently though. Besides those two picks, 16 for 25, 210 yards. They ran the ball a decent amount. Syracuse defense is what leads this team though. Very solid defense. Holding them to holding North Carolina State to 250 yards of total offense. I mean, mm-hmm. it's pretty solid. And seven tackle for losses, kind of spread out across the board between a bunch of different players. Yeah, held NC State to win 95 yards rushing between 38 carries, 2.5 yards per rush. Syracuse D line must be something. Putting in that work right there. That's right. Moving on to the last big game of the week, arguably one of the best behind the Tennessee game was Oklahoma State TCU. It actually happened at the same time as the Tennessee game. TCU was able to squeeze out a little bit of an upset victory in double overtime. I mean, I think TCU's real good this year. And they're proving it. I think they're very good. They're running back. Condre Miller. 22 carries, 104 yards. I mean, Demarcado, 9 carries, 62 yards. I mean, the, their yeah. entire running was once again, pretty yeah, once solid. Again, 43 carries, 224 yards a team. While Oklahoma State only had 141 yards total. Yeah, but they get the job done passing, 245 yards passing. They were getting, they were getting it done there. Just came up a little short in the end. 
and Mason Cobb for Oklahoma State. Defensively, 16 total tackles. It's a very solid game right there. That is. Yeah. That was a good game. I'll say that. Well, and then one more game I do want to talk about real quick is the uh, Kansas game over Oklahoma. Oklahoma and Kansas, you know. Uh, Kansas coming into it. A lot of hype around this game. Kansas seeing if they can, you know, bounce back from that loss they had last week, or two weeks ago, rather. And could, could not get the job done against Oklahoma, who has been kind of sorry, honestly, this year, in my opinion. I'm going to disagree with that. Six, 600 yards, almost 700 yards of offense from Oklahoma. Oh, no. They put up, they had a very good game, but, I mean, I think just throughout the season. It's hard to say that Oklahoma's bad. They put up, they put up zero the week before against Texas. And Texas should have beat Oak, or should have beat Alabama. Alabama. Texas is arguably a top ten team in the country. If Quinn Ewers doesn't get hurt, Texas wins both of their losses. Let's mm-hmm. be honest here. I agree. I agree. Oklahoma's other loss was to TS or uh, TCU. And TCU, we just talked about them. Obviously, a very good team. So and lost Kansas State. That's a little bit of an upset. Yeah, but, but you know, they might finish ranked. I don't know. We'll have to see. But uh, Kansas is still having a really good year. They are. Oh yeah, I'm just they are. One of the best they've had in a long time. Very very long time. It's gonna get the rushing going a little bit more. Limit the turnovers. But the uh, games I'm talking about, or you're moving to next I think, week. I think it's time to move into predictions for next week. All right. Starting off, we have a really good matchup here: Syracuse versus Clemson. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm gonna take a bold, bold take here. I think Syracuse is gonna win. I really do. I was about to say the exact same thing. Like just Syracuse is just looking hot. They are. They are. I mean, Cle- I I don't I can't believe Clemson's favored by 13 and a half points. That's way too high in my opinion. You know, maybe I'll be think, wrong. But. You know, this win, if they could win the up or pull up the upset against Clemson, this could put Syracuse back on the map for college football I, potentially. I think if they upset Clemson, Syracuse would easily have to be in the top seven. Top seven. Yeah, move up, take Clemson spot, or not Clemson spot, but Clemson would be a top five for sure after this loss. They were to lose. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I watched a little bit of the game, uh, Clemson versus Florida State, and Clemson just, both teams honestly just did not look great for the first half, in my opinion, of that game. Um, I don't really think Clemson has looked great all year, to be honest. Mm-mm. They've had a lot of close calls on some of their games. Just they don't look as dominant as they have in the past. I think they're ranked a little high for 
what they really are, to be honest. I agree. I agree. Moving on to the next game of the week. We have UCLA versus Oregon. Mm -hmm. 9-10 matchup here. I think UCLA is going to win this one. Even though Oregon is favored by 6.5 points. But Oregon hasn't really impressed me that much either this year. They have gotten better. They did start off the year very slow. I think Bo Nix is finally finding his role in the Oregon offense. Definitely, definitely. Mm -hmm. But I still think UCLA is going to pull this one out. I'm going to go with Oregon on this game. Okay. Coming in hot. You know, look, I mean, looking back on their last five games, Oregon, you know, they've put up 40-plus points against, I mean, obviously not the greatest teams, but the only notable performance I see is BYU. They were ranked 12th when they beat them, and they put up 41 on them, so... I think Oregon wins here, and they bump up in prob- probably the top eight. They do win this game. I don't know. We'll just have to see. This is this is the Pac. Uh, what's it called? This is top two teams in the Pac-12. So whoever wins this is probably the best chance to get in the college football playoffs. If one team gets in, I'm not too sure if that even happen. But I'm feeling good about UCLA. It'll be a good game for sure. It'll for definitely sure. be a close one. Oregon is the six-point favorite. Six-and-a-half-point favorite. Six-and-a-half-point favorite, yes. I think Let's that see. might be a little generous. I'm feeling yeah. I think it's going to come down to a field goal. Probably. That's what I'm thinking, too. Moving on. We have Texas versus Oklahoma State. Right off the bat, Texas is winning. I got yeah. I, I don't even it. think it'll be close. I'm feeling a that Texas winning by at least ten. Ten. I got Texas as well here. Quinn you know, Ewers is back. Quinn Ewers. Quinn Ewers is just like the guy that everyone loves. You know. If Quinn Ewers didn't get hurt, he would honestly might be the favorite for the Heisman. Really? That's a bold take right there. If he would be top three. He would be top three, I think. Not one. He'd be well, it depends how he did in the other games. We won't know. Those were against big-time opponents, and he didn't get they to were. play. They were. And you know, Texas does have a very solid defense. That first half yeah. that first half against Bama, he was lights out. Was. Even his incompletions not. were not his fault. They were on-the-money throws that just got dropped. They were. They could not stop him. Yeah. Texas is a six-point favorite. I think we both got Texas pretty – Pretty convincingly in that game. It's another game I want to mention. Uh, Ole Miss LSU, number seven. Ole Miss goes to LSU, and LSU is actually favored in this matchup. I was about to say LSU is opening up as the two and a half point favorite in this game, and you know LSU winning this game could definitely shake some things up in the SEC. Be a huge win. It would. It would. I'm gonna say Ole Miss is probably gonna win though. LSU has to be one of the most inconsistent teams this year. I mean, they probably should have lost to Missouri. They were able to come back and – wait. I just say they should – my bad. I am talking about the wrong game, not Missouri. Um, Florida? Yes, they they probably should have lost to Florida. They did make a 
comeback effort in that to win it, but I think Florida was probably the better team in that matchup, but they just yeah. ran out of gas. But sorry, Damn. no, I didn't mean to mention Missouri there. I got a JT Daniels. Little sidetracked. It's just, in my opinion, one of the most overrated quarterbacks, like in football right now. As well as uh, Florida's quarterback, what's his name? Richardson, right? Florida's quarterback. Uh, I think Richardson. those two. Yeah, I think those two quarterbacks are two of the most overrated. Every game I watch with them two, they're always talked about. You know. But they just have not been able to put things together. And we're like halfway through the season. So I'm starting to wonder if they ever will. I do think it will be a really close game. But I do think Ole Miss is probably going to walk out with that one. Mm-hmm. Another SEC matchup pretty big here. Alabama-Mississippi State. Alabama, I believe, I saw a stat, was like in the last decade they're like 24-1. Coming off a loss, so you know Alabama <laughs> opens up as a 21-point favorite. Against I, don't, Mississippi I, don't, State. I don't think Alabama will win by 21, but I do think they will win this. Yeah, I think Mississippi I think State hangs in there for the first half of the game, makes yeah. it makes it pretty close, and then I think Alabama pulls away in the second half. No, I agree. I agree. I see. Those are all the top 25 matchups that are. We think. Nah, we got one more. One more game. Last one. Oh, we have yes. Kansas State yes, versus TCU. That's a neat game right there. And as I said, Oklahoma's losses. Kansas State, mm-hmm. right here. Kansas State, very solid team. I don't. I don't quite think they're going to be able to pull off this upset. I think TCU's going to win. It's going to be a pretty close one. Mm-hmm. TCU's looking just very solid this year. Yeah, Kansas State, They last three games they put up some uh, close ones. Iowa State coming out, to, uh, they beat them 10-9 to nine, uh, last week. Horrible score yeah. there. Yeah, that is. And then the, the two weeks before that, only winning by, you know, a touchdown in both those games, except for Texas Tech. They went by two touchdowns, but it's also Texas Tech, so. Which, I mean, I guess, didn't Texas Tech beat Texas? Yeah, but Quinn Ewers didn't play. That's a big factor. They did put up a lot of points in Texas defense, though, so it does show that Texas Tech has a very solid offense. It does. But their defense. No, yeah, I got TCU over Kansas State in that game for sure. Like we said, I mean, we looked, we looked at the TCU, TCU running game last week. They were just unstoppable almost. So, yeah, that'll be a game. But, well, is that it for this talk? I mean, obviously, you know, let's go ahead and talk about our team, the balls, UT Martin. It's not really a game to mention, but go balls, baby. Tennessee's going to blow them out. Won't even be yeah. close. They don't even have the favorite listed up here. Sounds like we might be seeing a little bit of Joe Shiesty back in the mix, baby. Joe Milton, by the way, in case nobody saw it, Joe Milton did throw a dime of a t- of a pass that should have been a touchdown right before halftime. Yeah, the Hail Mary. Very that, solid Hail Mary throw. Should have been, yeah, that definitely should have been a touchdown. But that's all we got for college football, so I think now we're going to move into NFL. 
So moving on to NFL. Here we got. We're gonna look at last week's matchups. Starting off, you know, we got a very terrible performance yet again on Thursday night football. Thursday night football has just been rough this year. Not gonna lie. Not even just Thursday night football. The Denver Broncos have just been like they're not they're not on this, but. The Denver Broncos have been pretty terrible. I just, I just can't help but mention, like, it was awful. Well, we're, we'll get to them a little later. We're starting off with the Commanders versus the Bears. A pathetic 12-7 to game. Mm. Both teams looked really bad, to be honest. It just wasn't – it's not good. Do have to say, Carson yeah. Wentz was playing with a broken thumb or hand, whatever happened when he hit that helmet for most of the game kind of shut down their passing game. It did. it did. I mean, they didn't seem to have one much before he got hurt, but... Well, he got know. hurt pretty early. He got hurt in, like, the second quarter. True. True. But... The rushing game was very rough. Only yes, 99 yes. yards. I see. I think a big game I want to mention real quick but is... Uh, we're not done talking about the Bears. I just had to... Oh, well... I will say, let's talk about the Bears real quick. What are we thinking about Justin Fields here? That's what I was about to mention. That's before you were yeah. moving on. Um, Justin Fields, I mean, he's he's just he's just not looking good. He's looked really bad all year. He continues that trend. Yeah, Fourteen for twenty-seven, one hundred ninety yards, one touchdown, one pick, QBR. twenty-eight QBR. That's that's pretty low. That's bad. Yeah, that's real bad. He was their leading rusher, <laughs> if that counts for anything. Well, that just, he has to make up for how his lack of passing ability somehow. He does, he does. He did throw more touchdowns, though, than, than Carson Wentz. In my opinion, the Bears should have won this game as Darnell Mooney did drop a game-winning touchdown pass on the goal line. That is true. And it was a, it was a good ball by Dustin Fields. He did make a play there. He extended it, went out the pocket, tossed one up perfectly. To uh, Darnell Mooney, who was supposed to be, uh, I wouldn't call a stud receiver, but you know, on a on a breakout potentially this year, and so far he has just not shown that. I mean, it also could be the fact Justin Fields is quarterback, but you know, he has not shown to be that breakout player that I thought he was going to be this year. Proving his case once again, uh, dropping that potential game-winning touchdown pass on the goal line, but that is true. Yeah, I mean, moving on to the, uh, I would say probably the one of the bigger upsets of the week, the Falcons beating the 49ers. Yeah. 28 points on the 49ers defense. That's pretty hard to do. The 49ers defense has been very good all year. What we'll to say, Marcus Mariota, very solid game this week. Mm-hmm. 13 mm-hmm. for 14 passing, 129 yards, two touchdowns. I would like to see the Falcons pass the ball a little bit more, though. Only 14 pass 14. attempts. Yeah, and when there's, when he's throwing 13 for 14, I mean, you got to trust him a little more. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, I guess a win is a win, but at the same time, like, I'd like to yeah, see Mario yeah. to get some more chances. I know he has been known more <laughs> of a running quarterback, but, I mean. They did run the ball 40 times. That's some college football numbers right there. Yeah. Only 168 yards, a little, not too terrible. Jimmy G did put up 
good yardage, two touchdowns, but his downfall was two was picks. Pick. Yeah. Kind of cost him there pretty big time. Mm-hmm. That's true. Their rushing game, just they couldn't get anything going. Only 50 yards rushing. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're stars, you know, on the offensive side of the ball. Before Niners did have some games receiving-wise. George Kittle, 8 for 83. Brandon Ayuk, 8 for 83. And Debo, 7 for 79. Three solid, three solid performances from. He just couldn't get in the end zone. Yes, yeah, true. Could not get in the end zone. But yeah, that was definitely an upset. I agree with that one. I mean, the 49ers were only three and two entering that game, but you know, I was hearing people talk about them going, you know, possibly to the NFC Championship, and I just, you know, after the after that game, kind of shakes some things up there. Now the 49ers just had a lot of issues, you know, since Trey Lance got hurt, Elijah Mitchell got hurt. They've just been dealing with a lot of injuries and kind of just trying to find their footing and readjusting their offense, changing their game plan. Mm-hmm. It just, whatever happened this week did not work. That's true. Speaking of upset games, the Jets over the Packers. Do we even call that an upset now? I like the Jets, just like. The pa- I team. think the Packers are just not a real deal team. I don't yeah, necessarily yeah. say – I don't think I can say the Jets are the real deal yet. Yeah, yeah. Zach Wilson with a 30 QBR rating and still pulled the win. Aaron Rodgers only with 16, though. You know, it's two mean, rough quarterback performances right there. I mean, their Aaron wins – throwing 26 for 41. The Jets' wins aren't – Crazy. I mean, they beat the Steelers, who aren't good this year. They beat the Browns. That's a decent win. But Jacoby Brissett at quarterback is kind of yeah, hurts that a little bit. I mean, their win over the Dolphins is kind of nullified. The Dolphins had a rookie starting quarterback since Teddy Bridgewater was hurt and Tua. Yeah. So yeah. I don't. I don't know. I guess we'll just kind of have to go down the line later on in the season and really see if they are the real deal. Yeah. I'm pretty sure next week. So, yeah, they got the Broncos next week. <laughs> I mean, I, even if they – that game's going to go. Uh, I, I would say that the Jets are probably going to win. But... Yeah, Jets going to pull that one out next week. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to – what's it called? Say it real quick before we move on to the next game. Aaron Rodgers. I don't know, man. I mean, he just not looked good at all this year, at all. I mean, I, mean I it is rough when he has no receivers. Yeah, yes. he has nobody to throw to. His best guy is Alan Lazard, most. I mean, in my opinion, although Robert Tanya had a great game, Alan Lazard is definitely a standout wideout, and he just get he's getting shadowed by that safety everywhere he goes. So it's kind of hard, you know. Get him open, but yeah, they're struggling this year for sure. Any more upset games we're seeing here? Um, Steelers, ooh, Steelers over Buccaneers with the rookie quarterback, you know, coming in. Can he pick it? Get his first NFL win and touchdown pass. Steelers, Steelers defense, pretty big in this one. Mm-hmm. Limited only one touchdown. 
-hmm. Kind of what ultimately saved him. That's true. Only 75 yeah, yards I mean, on the ground in 26 yeah. attempts. It's really solid. If you uh, watch some Buccaneers games, they like put up a very heavy workload on Leonard Fournette. I've been noticing 21 carries, which is completely like, I guess, shadows every other, everyone else on the team. Four from Rashad White and one from Tom Brady, but that don't even count. And then also six receptions from him too, which led the team or tied the team with Chris Godwin. So, I mean, if you look at it, I mean, it looks like Leonard Fournette is like really their offense right now, which, you know, is not – it's not proven to have been a good way to win games in the NFL, but. Bringing up a key point here, Mitch Trubisky did play a pretty big role in this win. Nine for 12 passing, 144 yards, and a touchdown. Mm -hmm. Man. And that's his halftime, too. This is a. That's a, He played the second half. Can you pick it, played the first? It's a little. I don't know. Steelers have a tough situation here. They do. I personally think Trubisky should be the one playing. I think he gives them their best chance if they want to win now. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's. I mean, he's very hit or miss, but I think Kenny Pickett needs more time to sit back and watch and learn more than he needs on-field experience. Yeah, I agree. I mean. We, like, you say win now, but, I mean, there's not much winning now for the Pittsburgh Steelers, in my opinion. Mitch Trubisky, I mean, he's, he's a guy, you know, he can get you some wins, but I don't think they have the team built for it right now. Definitely a team for the future. Just drafting the quarterback. I mean, it's rookie. not like they have any bad losses, though, besides the Bills, but the Bills are the Bills, you know? Yeah, no. Bills are the best team in the NFL. I mean... They lost their loss to the Patriots by three points. It's a close loss. They get beat by the Browns pretty bad, but But I'm pretty sure that game Jacobus set just like turned Jacobus into set was a different breed that week. He and was. then they had a tough loss to the Jets by four points. I mean they kept they stay in all of their games. They do. I don't know, they need to get their rushing week. going. Twenty nine yeah. rushes for seventy seven yards. It's and when you get a guy like Najee Harris, yeah. you need more production. Exactly. 14 for 42. But, you know, that's just two different fran – that's two franchises right there headed in opposite directions. Yeah. Buccaneers on the fall, Steelers on the come up. Let's see. Moving on, we got the Colts with a 34-27 win over the Jaguars. Sparks a pretty big discussion here. Trevor Lawrence, I mean, he 20 for 22 passing. And they had 243 yards rushing. Yeah. I mean, you really can't blame them as a team. And they did score every quarter, you know. They kept it pretty balanced. Their, their defense is just terrible. Yeah. That is very, that is very true. If you look on the other side of the ball, Matt Ryan, who was born in the Stone Ages. Yeah, he had his best game of the year. Throwing about 60 passes, which I'm pretty sure is a career high. 42 for 58, 
389 yards and three touchdowns. Definitely a best game of the season right there. Michael Pittman. They also have no rushing right now with Jonathan Taylor and Naheem Hines out. Yeah. They did pick up Philip Lindsay, I'm pretty sure. He uh, only last had week before. Philip Lindsay had seven rushing yards. Yeah, three carries, seven rushing yards. But I think Naheem Hines should be back pretty soon. Potentially next week, and that could help him out a little bit. But, you know, if Matt Ryan can, obviously the production was there. Just hate to throw 60 passes. <laughs> but let's see, move on to another game. We got Patriots Browns. I mean, not Browns much to just, talk about there. There's not. There's not. Browns just did not look good. Patriots. The Bailey. What's his last name? Zappy. Is that how you say it? Zap, I think. Zap. He is honestly not been playing bad. Pretty solid. Say that. That is something you can talk about there. He's not been playing bad for them. He did have 300 yards. On 30 attempts. I think, uh, moving on to another game, the Vikings, um, Dolphins. Vikings are looking like a team, a real deal team here. Uh, you know, they got star to set of talent and everywhere about the quarterback. <laughs> and Kirk, Kirk Cousins is right there. Not a terrible He's not, performance. He take, nah, he didn't play terrible. But, you know, Dalvin Cook, very good running back. Justin Jefferson. Arguably top three receiver in the league. Um, Adam Thielen, you know, pretty consistent. And Adam Thielen, he is very consistent. Very I very think consistent. the key in this one was just Tua didn't play. I mean, if Tua's yeah. in this game, it's a lot closer, I feel like. 100%. I mean, Teddy Bridgewater didn't play terrible, 329 yards. The two picks, there's his downfall. Yeah. And then on the ground, they just got nothing going. No. Tyreek Hill, though, 177 yards. Yeah. Jalen Waddle, 130. That duo is just different. They are they are going crazy. Best wide receiver duo in the NFL. Yeah, 100%. It's not even close. And they're doing this at the back of quarterback. So. Yeah, for real. You know. Both teams here, you know. Vikings, Dolphins, both teams are solid. I think the Dolphins will pick things back up once they get uh, two up back, but I think he might have come back this week, actually. So I think he is supposed to come back this week, so we'll see. Saints losing to the Bengals here. Um, Really not much to talk about, you know, Saints. The Saints don't just don't have a quarterback. No, they don't have a quarterback. Andy Dalton is just not it, man. Washed. No, he's not. Joe Burrow, though, is picking things up from that very rough. Terrible uh, start to the season. Yeah, very rough two, first two weeks. But he's picking things back up. Jamar um, Chase, just doing Jamar Chase things. Yeah, I'm about to say that. Seven receptions, 132 yards, and two TDs on the day. Very good game. Uh, the Cincinnati receiving core, probably the best in the league. If we got to be real. You know, they got... One, obviously, star receiver, and then two guys behind them that just are always solid every week. So, promise our defense ain't great. Yeah. 
That's the problem with the Bengals, in my opinion. But we'll move on to another game. We got the Giants versus yeah. the Ravens. That was a crazy game. I will tell you that. That was a wild game. Jackson was all up on the Lamar Jackson Ravens train, but I'm telling you, Daniel Jones is the real deal. He's leading this team. Yes. Daniel Jones is. I mean, Saquon with a rough game. That. Daniel Jones was the leader there. I mean, Saquon saw 83 yards, you know, not terrible, but definitely not something he's been, you know, doing the last couple of weeks. Usually you've been expecting more from him, but. And the thing that kind of blows my mind is Daniel Jones is playing solid with this terrible receiving core. Like, they're awful. You cannot name one player on here and say, oh, he might be good. Darius Slayton. But I mean, still, he... Darius Slayton's not having a great year. Exactly, exactly. I will say, um, on the other side of the ball, the Ravens. I was watching that game, and they said something about how the Ravens have only, like, have not been leading for, like, seven total minutes all year. And they're still, what's it called? Three and three. So, all their games have come down to the wire. Um, as we saw last week, Lamar Jackson throwing that pick on the potential uh, just shutout drive. They could, you know, kick the field goal, put it away. But it's a rough game from Lamar Jackson in general. Seventeen for thirty-two, only two hundred and ten yards. But you know who made up for it? Kenyon Drake. Kenyon Drake. They could not game, stop that man. man. They could not it's like a breakout game for Kenyon Drake right there. Not really. I'll put him on some fantasy rosters for sure. You know, J.K. Dobbins been very inconsistent. Hasn't gotten the playing time everybody thought he was going to get. I mean, Kenyon Drake only got three more rushes than him and had um, almost yeah. 100 or over 100 yards more than them. I'm pretty sure it's safe to say that would not be happening next week. He will not be averaging 11.9 carries or 11.9 yards per carry, sorry, next week. True. But I do think we will see a lot more. He will see a lot more production or touches. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. New York Giants, man. The Giants and the Jets. New York is just looking good right now in football. True that. Probably the biggest game of the NFL so far, or at least this week, arguably for the year so far. The Bills versus the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. It was a very good game. Just a big quarterback battle. Patrick Mahomes kind of, kind of shit the bed a little bit. Yeah, just a little bit. Kind of cost. Got a little dookie on that last drive. That's all right, you know. But I mean, both teams put up pretty good numbers. Josh Allen is just him. That's all I can say about that game. I mean. <laughs> If you watch any highlights, that man is just going crazy. Like, the touchdown he had to Dawson Knox to put him up in that fourth quarter, which is, like, if it was anywhere else, that ball's either getting tipped, picked, or it's just, you know, not caught. But he threw it right in there on the run. And then he had that hurdle on that one dude. I just I think it's safe to say Josh Allen is doing Josh Allen things. MVP type performance. Type performance is, actually. Offensive player of the year right here, Stephon Diggs. Stephon Diggs is having a year. He is Ten receptions, year. 148 yards this week. He's going He's crazy this year. 
And the man that never fails to, like, show up in big games is Gabe Davis. Three receptions, 74 yards, and a touchdown. I'm pretty sure I saw a stat where it said 75% of Gabe Davis's catches in the last uh, season, last season and a half, I think, like dating back to like some games last year, 75% of uh, catches have been either first down to touchdowns, which is crazy. So, big play guy right there from Gabe Davis. Well, big point out, Juju Smith-Schuster, best game of the season for him so far. 113 yards, touchdown, five receptions. He hadn't really put up a lot of numbers in Kansas City so far, so big note right there. Maybe we'll be seeing more of him in the future. I mean, I get it is the Kansas City Chiefs, but they only ran the ball 18 times. It's kind of rough. I mean, the usually the Buffalo Bills hardly ever run the ball, but they put up 31 rushes between Stingletary, or Singletary, uh, Allen and Cook. Um, Travis Kelsey, back on the Chiefs. He is looking solid as always, you know. That man never fails at this point. Probably the best tight end in the league. Not probably, he is the best tight end in the league. Yeah, definitely the best tight end in the league. It's not even, I mean, no, it's not really even close. He can just do that. He can do everything. Make guys miss in open field. But, Last yeah, couple, like you said, the best game in the NFL all year for sure. Though last couple games of the week, and not really gonna touch on this one much, but Eagles over the Cowboys. I mean, didn't really expect much. Cooper Rush, our his first loss as starting QB. Also, yep. he really played really bad. Not gonna lie, that really was bad. rough. Um, three picks. Yep, three picks. That Eagles team though, they are looking very solid. Very, very solid for sure, for sure. Um, their defense, you know, uh, although the, they did give up some points late, you know, in the third and fourth quarter, but, I mean, still, they're just looking very, very solid. Definitely best team in the league. I mean, you wanted to say the Bills, but when you go record-wise, 6-0, and they, they've played, you know, decent teams. I know it's it's pretty argue, arguable. The Bills' it, only it is, loss it was to Tua and the Dolphins. It is pretty arguable, yeah. And that was Josh Allen's worst game in a long time. Yeah. He did play very bad that game. So, Last game, rounded off. Oh, the, the damn Denver Broncos and the Chargers. The team I said, or the team I started off with on the NFL, you know. I just can't help but say I picked Russell Wilson, my fantasy team quarterback, and, you know, he just, God, he's so bad. He is, he has just been terrible, you know. I mean, you expected so much from him, gave him all that money, he comes in here and just shits the bed. He really does. So, I mean, there's really not much to say. Chargers. Chargers I mean, are just the better team. I mean, they are. They really are. It, it should have been a bigger win, in my opinion. Justin Herbert, not a great game. No, not a good the Rams def. I mean, uh, Broncos defense did shut down. Uh, the rushing game for Los Angeles, though. Yes, 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 yes. And, and I mean, for Justin Herbert to put up 57 pass attempts and not one touchdown, it's kind of crazy to me. I think that might tell you how good this uh, Denver Broncos defense is. It's the only reason the Broncos keep their games close is because of their defense. 
100%, yeah. Alex Singleton on the Broncos defense side of the ball. 21 total tackles. That's a stat right there. Led the team by almost double. And we can, I guess, move on to our predictions for this upcoming week. There's a game going on right now as we are filming this um, Thursday Night Football. Cardinals and the Saints. Cardinals are clapping the Saints. They are. They are. Andy Dalton, though, not playing terrible right now. 9 for 15, 177 yards, two touchdowns. I guess we'll just come back and, you know, touch on this game later in the week, or next week, rather. Uh, the Cardinals, real quick, before we move on, 25 points in the second quarter. Pretty solid right quarter there. right there. That is, that is. Um, I guess we'll just run through our predictions. You know, we've already kind of said our thoughts on these teams. Um, Colts-Titans, first game. I'm going to go Titans here. I think it's going to be really close, but I think the Titans squeeze it out, especially if Jonathan Taylor's not back for the Colts. Yeah. Relying on Matt Ryan to throw the ball 60 times is just not going to win. Yeah, it's not going to work out for you. No, not at all. Um, I I do think, you know, Michael Pittman will give some work to the Titans' DBs, as he does everyone, but – Michael Pittman, very solid receiver on my fantasy but, team. <laughs> but I think Titans are pulling this one out. Next one, got Bengals, Falcons. Uh, I'm going to go Bengals here. Um, Bengals are going to win. Yeah, six and a half point favorites. Um, I think it's going to be hard for Marcus Mariota to repeat his performance from last yeah, week. Yeah, he's not going, he's not being efficient. Or he's not being as efficient as 13 for 14 like he was last week. There's just no way. Um, yeah, Bengals can take that one probably pretty easily. All right, next one is Lions Cowboys. I'm gonna go. I'm going. I'm going Lions here. That's a really rough take. Oh. I'm, I'm going Lions as you know. Okay, so the Lions, right? One of the top offenses in the NFL. Their defense is horrible, though. Their defense is terrible, but you know what's terrible? The Cowboys' offense. The Cowboys' offense is not. I mean, they they have not been terrible. Not as bad as a line of defense, you know. They'll definitely put up some points, but you know, I could see it being a close. I could see it being a close game. I disagree. Dak Prescott's coming back. I think he's seen the success that Cooper Rush has been having, and he knows he has a chip on his shoulder to prove something, or else he's gonna get traded. Is is Dak back this week? I'm pretty sure he's supposed to come back this week. He started practicing. Oh, look at this right here. Dak Prescott says in an interview today, "I'm starting." Yeah, that's what I told you. Dak Prescott's coming back. He's got a chip on his shoulder, and he wants to prove something. I think he comes out and has a great game, and they win. You know what? I just said never mind, but I'm saying never mind again. I'm sticking with the Lions. Let's see. Next game, Packers-Commanders. Ooh, this is going to be a doozy right here. (laughs) You know, two very bad teams. I wouldn't say very bad. Two teams that have just been struggling recently. Um... I think I'm going to go with the Commanders here on this one. I got to disagree with you. You got Packers? I got to say that Carson Wentz is out. Tyler Heineke at the quarterback. I don't know. He did have a good playoff game a couple years ago, but when he was trusted as the starter last year, it didn't go very well. I'm going to say Aaron Rodgers, just the Packers, they take over. 
I'm thinking Heineke's taking him all the way, baby. I do think it'll be a pretty close game, though. But I love Taylor Heineke. I love me some Taylor Heineke football. I do, too, but I don't think he's good enough to lead him for the W. Buccaneers, Panthers. Um, I don't really think there's much to talk about here. I think oh, it's just the Buccaneers are Buccaneers going to take the cake. Gonna win. 11, 11 point favorites, I think. The Panthers are knows. terrible. Baker Mayfield, I mean, he's just not it. No, he's not. I, this, I feel like this is his last straw. I think the Panthers need to draft a new QB. Yes. Send Baker on his way out. This is prediction right here. Baker Mayfield's last season as an NFL starting quarterback. I can I can get behind that. I think he will be a backup after this. Yes. Which I mean, you know, sucks to see the guy with that ego, but it's what's gonna happen. So if he does start, I feel like it's gotta be for like a terrible team. Like <laughs> yeah. like the commanders or somebody. Yeah. Shoot the Broncos. Yes. Yeah. I mean <laughs> shoot. Russell Wilson better step it up. I don't I know. if Russell Wilson hot take Honestly, if Russell Wilson doesn't pick up his production, he is getting traded or cut from the Broncos. Well, I guess we can move on to the Broncos game. Um, they are playing the Jets. I think, ooh, the Broncos open up as the one-point favorite. I do not see that happening at all. I see the Jets running away, not running away, but I see the Jets coming out with a victory uh, from Mile High Stadium. Um, like we were just talking about, Russell Wilson does just not look good at all. Um, I'm, I'm, I can actually see two stats right here. Someone we were just kind of shitting on a little bit earlier, Jacoby Brissett has put up some better stats than Russell Wilson is this year. Uh, that's so, pretty rough. That is rough. For a guy you pay that kind of money, top-paid quarterbacks in the league, one of the top-paid quarterbacks in the league, just not doing at all what you expect him to be doing. So I got Jets on that one. I'm also going to go with the Jets. I think the Jets are pretty solid this year, one of their better seasons. I think they just keep on rolling. Yeah, and then, uh, next game we got uh, Giants-Jaguars. Um, I think I got Giants here. Um, Daniel Jones just keeps it rolling, baby. He's having I'm a great year. And one, the 6-1 and one Giants, that'd be something, huh? 6-1 Giants. Something you didn't expect to hear. Yeah, I will say that, that as a factual statement right there. The Jacksonville Jaguars do open up as a three-point favorite, but Giants, I think, in that one, I got taken home. Uh, next we got Browns and the Ravens. I got Ravens. I'm running the Ravens train again. I'm also going to go with the Ravens. I think Lamar Jackson's going to have a better game this week. The Browns, I mean, Jacoby Brissett, I just, I just, he's so inconsistent. I don't see him putting up good numbers. I mean, he very, He's a very good backup quarterback. Let's just put it that I mean, way. He is, but I, he's just not a starting quarterback. He's not a starting quarterback, no. Nick Chubbington. He's, he's like the Ryan Fitzpatrick of the league right now. He really is. Like, he really is. He's solid every now and then, but, you know. He's not consistent enough to stay as a starter. No. No. Uh, Next game, we got Texans-Raiders. Um, that's a doozy of a game right there. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is. The Raiders, you know, I think we're definitely uh, very visibly frustrated with, you know, the team performance last week as we saw them on the sidelines towards the end of the game. They were getting very frustrated with the team. Um, specifically Devontae Adams, when he pushed that Pushing cameraman. the cameraman. Yeah. The little salt charge there. on his yeah. name right now. Yeah. That just kind of sums up the Raiders season right now. I think Devontae Adams 
is wishing he was anywhere but Las Vegas Should at this stayed, point. But he's wishing he was back with Aaron Rodgers still. I don't even. I mean, I don't even know if him or if Devontae Adams could have done much more for the Packers, though. Honestly, he definitely would have helped out. But I mean, they're just a rough team right now. But I got uh, ooh, who do I have right here? I got I got Texans squeezing this one out. Mm. I'm going with the Raiders on this one. I got Davis Mills coming home the W. Derek Carr has had a really solid season. Yeah, I think, I think he just keeps keeps up putting up decent performance. I mean, their defense hasn't really helped them out much. They do have a lot of turnovers and big big times. I will say Josh Jacobs has looked good too this year. He looked good really. He looked really good last week. He was the only honestly kind of highlighted that game. Player. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Next, you got Seahawks Chargers. Um, I'm gonna go Chargers on this one. Uh, I do love me some Geno Smith though. Geno Smith has been hey, looking hey, that's solid. What I, was about, I was about to say I'm going with the Seahawks because I believe Ooh. in Geno Smith. Believe in Geno Smith. He's having a really solid year. I mean, heck, he's put he's putting up better numbers than Russell Wilson is right now. No, he is. I mean, he really is. Seahawks, honestly, I don't think they'd be three and three if Russell Wilson's playing this way. Cause they are a worse put together team than the Denver Broncos are. I will say the Chargers are solid team, but they are. if they play like they did last week, I don't think there's any chance that they win no. this game. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I Jet. mean, they were playing good defense in the Denver Broncos, but still, Justin Herbert did not have, play a great game. No, he did not. 60 pass attempts, not even a touchdown. Yeah. Next game, we got Chiefs 49ers. I think this will be a very good game. Um, it's going to be a test for the 49ers defense. You know, uh, I think the 49ers defense play a lot better this week, coming off of such a rough week last week. Yeah, I think they put a lot of pressure on Patrick Mahomes, but I do think the Chiefs come out the win. I, I think too. Patrick I think Mahomes bounces back from a tough, yeah. tough game last week, tough loss against the Bills. I'm agreeing with you there. Yeah, I think Patrick Mahomes is going to come into this game wanting something. I do think it'll more. be close for a little while, but I think the Chiefs pull away towards the end. Yeah, I'm feeling the same thing. And then we got that uh, Sunday night game. It's going to be Dolphins-Steelers. Another just awesome game. I I do believe Tua is going to be playing, though, if I'm not mistaken, for that game. So, you know, Tua's first game back against a sorry Steelers team. I'm going with Dolphins. Yeah, Tua's, I agree with that. It's a great game for him to come back. Tua coming back. I think the Dolphins just pull away. 100%. Yeah, I agree. Um, and the Monday night game, they keep on giving the Bears spotlight for some reason. Oh, my gosh. Justin Fields on the season, 63 for 115 and only four touchdowns. I got Patriots. I got Just Patriots based off that well. line. I mean, I don't know. Bailey Zapp. I, I just need to know. Why are the Bears on primetime football every week? Every week. I don't know. Like they I have no idea. Justin Fields is having a horrible season. The Bears are just not a good team. They just don't need to be in primetime. I agree 100%. The Patriots, though, I think they're taking a dub. Yep. Well, that about does it for our NFL coverage. We are now going to move on to baseball.
Okay, so now we are moving on to baseball. Starting in, we're in the playoffs right now. Just got a mm -hmm. lot of games going on so far. So um, we're going to start talking about the wild card. We're going to start with Cleveland beating Tampa Bay 2-0. A little surprising. Not too surprising, though. I'm a big believer in Guardians. They had a really good season. I mean, Oscar Gonzalez, he's got a very bright future ahead of him. Big walk-off home run in the 15th inning. Some big clutch hits. I think. I mean, that was just a really good series. Yeah. Um, so we're moving on to the we'll move on to the next one. Uh Philly versus St. Louis. That was a big upset. Cardinals pretty big choke in game one. They were eighty nine and zero when leading by two or more runs going into the ninth inning. And they just simply put they just blew it. I mean six run five or six runs just fell apart. I don't really know what happened there. Yeah. The Albert Pujols Cinderella story did not go too well for them. I mean, Pujols did end his last at-bat with a hit. True. Yeah. Hell of a year for Albert Pujols. 700 home runs. Put up better offensive there. numbers than Ronald Acuna Jr. So, <laughs> But, I mean, yeah, yeah, that is true. Moving on to the next one, we had Seattle versus Toronto. Huge upset for Seattle. First playoff appearance since 2000, what was it, 2001? 2004, 2004, maybe? 2004, I think. Yeah, 2004. That was crazy. Big win for them. The year we were born. What? So that's the year we were born. Yeah, it is. Uh, big upset. Julio Rodriguez, very solid. Bright future ahead for him. Honestly, he's my rookie of the year. Um, see how that plays I out. That. I do agree with that. Last wild card game, we had the Padres versus the Mets. This is the best wild card series by far. Padres end up winning two to one, upsetting the Mets. Uh, Degrom, very solid in his outing. Max Scherzer, not gonna lie, choked a little bit, pushed around, gave up a few bombs, just not a great outing for him. Hugh Darvish looking very solid in the playoffs. Just big wins from the Padres. They come up on top, 2-1 to one series. Yeah, I think, I mean, honestly, the Padres, they're not looking bad right now. They're looking very solid. Very, very solid. Moving on to the uh, division series here. We're just going to start off heartbreaker for me. I'm a I'm a Dodgers fan. Padres beat the Dodgers three to one in the series and I'm just gonna come out and say it. I think Dave Roberts needs to be fired. I mean he's just he's a good regular season manager. They put the numbers up in the regular season, always yeah. make the playoffs, almost always the one seed. But you have to be able to manage in the postseason and he just doesn't. He always making really bad decisions. Yeah, those uh, pitching changes that he uh, came out and made were a little questionable for sure. You know, Tyler, taking Anderson out after five innings, 
just because it's his third time through the lineup when he's been dealing and has only given up two hits the whole game. Just doesn't make any sense to me. Start of the downfall. But you can't put all the blame on Dave Roberts. The Dodgers were 2-for-31, hitting with runners in scoring position, which is unacceptable when you have the best offense in the MLB. They had the best run differential since the 1920s. Their their offense was insane, and they just simply put they went cold. They choked. What was the stat in the uh, – what do you say, the running and scoring position? What were the at-bats? Well, I just said 2-for-31 with runners in scoring position. That is terrible. That is something else. Yeah. That is just unacceptable. At some point, you just got to be a team player and find a way to get the runs in. What we'll to say, though, the Padres' bullpen been looking very good. They did go like 22 innings without giving up a run to the Dodgers, I believe. Something like that. It was pretty crazy stat. That is pretty solid. Josh Hader is looking very solid since September. He's turned it around. He had a little rough start when he got first got traded to the Padres, but – Padres move on. Dodgers are out. Another upset. Rough year for us. But stick it to the next NLDS game. With Phillies beating Atlanta 3-1 to one in the series. Honestly, the Phillies are hot. And they are. That's a scary thing. I, I like the Phillies. You know, Bryce Harper's heating up. Bryson Stott. I mean, the, the pitching staff, Zach Wheeler is dealing right now. They just they just dominated the Braves. It really wasn't very close. Really After that first game, it was just very rough for the, for the Braves. They couldn't put anything together. The Phillies, you know, were clicking on all cylinders, you could say. And every game was just kind of, you know, the Phillies all the way. The Phillies just, they just looked good. They got hot at the right time. 87 win team. They did. End of NLCS they go. Moving on to the uh, ALDS, we got the Yankees-Cleveland. Really good series. Cleveland kind of choked a little bit, blew a six-run lead in game four, which would have put them advancing 3-1. Honestly, though, I got to say a big shout to the Yankees. I mean, they fought through it, kept pushing, and squeezed out a close one 3-2. Aaron Judge struggled a little bit early on in the series. I think he started off like 0 for 10 with 7 Ks. A little rough, but he ended up coming up big at the end. Hit a few home runs. Uh, what was that stat that you said? What was it? Um, Aaron Judge had the most home runs in elimination games. of all. Oh, yeah, that's right. He had like the most home runs in elimination games in MLB history. I think it was four. Aaron so, Judge just came up clutch, you know, big big time player. Guy. I mean, he's easily MVP this year. Um, mm-hmm. Just a good numbers all around. And the last one was the Astros, Astros versus Mariners. the Mariners. Yeah, Astros. I mean, they just kind of manhandled their way. I, I that disagree series. with that. The, that's just looking off the series. Looking at a 3-0, you could say that, but in reality, if you watch the games, they were all a lot closer than it looks. Game one, Seattle was up, what, 7-1? to one. Oh, that's right. 
Yeah, and yeah. we were watching that game. Um, he came back. Jordan Alvarez was on deck, and I said, if this guy gets on base, Jordan yep. Alvarez is going to hit a walk-off bomb. Two pitches yep. later, Jordan Alvarez hit a walk-off bomb. Um, I just kind of – there's just so much momentum going the Astros' way right there. I mean, I think game one kind of ended the series, in my opinion. I think Seattle – if Seattle would have won game one, it would have been a five-game series. They did look really solid, but mm -hmm. the Astros come out on top. I mean, Justin Verlander probably going to win Cy Young this year, having a great year. His age 40 season, and he's still pumping. Man, is just dealing. It's like Nolan Ryan out here. <laughs> yep. But that's all the division series, so. Championship series is about to – some of them has already started a little bit, but uh, we're going to do some predictions here. I believe there's one on right now actually in there. The... Yeah, they started a little bit, but we're just still going to make some predictions. Philly and San Diego is one and one right now in the series. I think Philly is going to win it. I mean, they're looking really hot. Padres' pitching staff is going to keep them in it, but Philly's offense is just red hot right now. It's hard to stop them. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Kyle Schwarber had a 480-foot home run off U Darvish, 120 miles per hour off the bat, game one. That is crazy right there. That is a very crazy stat. I'm going to agree with you and say the Phillies are taking that, are taking that series for sure. Um, I think they'll find themselves in the World Series this year. Um, riding off a very hot hot finish, like you said, in the last series. They also did kind of dominate their way through the Braves, who was a very good team. But I'm going with the Phillies in that series. I agree. Moving on to the next one. we got the Yankees-Astros. I think it's going to be a really close series. It's going to go probably six or seven games. I hate to say it because, you know, I hate the Astros. I think ever just about everybody does, unless you were already an Astros fan. I mean, ever since the cheating, nobody really likes the Astros. But yeah, they're up 1-0 in the series right now. I think the Astros are probably going to end up winning this one, going to the World Series. Mm -hmm. Set the wait and kind of see how it plays out. But they have a really solid pitching staff this year. Hitting is looking good per normal. I mean – Pretty solid defense. They're yeah. gonna be. I saw um some stats from last game. It was like the uh, Aaron Judge, who has been you know kind of like obviously a standout player for the Yankees, um has has struggled all year to hit against the Astros, like very bad. So you know when you have a guy like that who's a very big part of your offense struggling against a team, you know it's gonna be rough to put up points. As they did only score two games in that first game. Or two points, sorry, in that first game. I'm going to go with the Astros as well, though, by the way. So, Astros, Phillies, World Series. Is that what we're thinking right here? Yeah, that, that's that's our predictions. I'm with it. I I just don't know. The Yankees did not look good in that last series. Barely pulling out against the Cleveland team that, honestly, was just an average team most of the year. They did get hot towards the end, but... I mean, I don't – Houston's just been so consistent. I think it's just Houston's going to make it. 
Verlander, baby. Well, Forty-year-old uh, iron arm. That about wraps up our baseball segment. Mm-hmm. We're gonna be moving into our last segment for this week's episode. It's gonna be basketball. NBA. Yep. We had some. Uh, Okay, hopping into right. the NBA. Yep. You know, we had the first couple of games on uh, Tuesday. Warriors, Lakers. Um, it was the ring ceremony, you know, for the Warriors. And, you know, they came out and just dominated, honestly. Um, it was a little close in the first half, but in the second half of that basketball game, it was just not close at all. Um, Lakers kind of fell apart. LeBron uh, did have a very good game. You know, LeBron and AD both were solid. Um, Steph Curry, had, though. Yeah, Steph Curry, though, too too good. But the Lakers just have no shooting. You know, they have struggled shooting the ball the last couple of years, and they still will, in my opinion, this year. Um, I I don't know. I think they need to make some moves, you know, pick up maybe a Buddy Heald who's on the trade block. Not trade block, but, you know, he's a guy that's being talked about for trades. I think they need to pick him up. You know, he's a very good shooter. But then the Warriors side of the ball, you can clearly tell that Draymond Jordan Poole interact or altercation, I guess you could say, didn't really mean too much to them. You know, they were still able to come out and compete and pulled away with the win. The next game that night was uh hey, Steph Curry, 33 points. I think true. the big difference in this one was the points off the bench. Oh, yeah. Warriors putting almost 40 points up off the bench compared to the Lakers, just barely putting up That'd- 20. Yeah, I mean, when you got a guy like uh, Jordan Poole coming off the bench, I mean, what can you really do, you know? Scotty Pippen They're Jr. did get two points. Yeah. Yep. I do see that right there. He played only – he did play two minutes, you know? Uh, He'll get some more time the Lakers, throughout though. the year. Hopefully, hopefully. Kendrick Nunn, though, for the Lakers, you know, he he didn't do too great last year, but coming out first game, putting up 13 points. Looked very solid, very, very solid. Um, moving on to the next game, though. Celtics, 76ers. That was a very good game. Um, James Harden, surprisingly enough, came out and did his thing. Uh, 35 points, 8 rebounds, 7 assists from him. And, you know, maybe if he can continue to be this consistent, or not this consistent, but produce these numbers right here, him and Joel Embiid can be a very scary duo because Joel Embiid did not uh, slack off from his performances last year. He picked up where he left off. Uh, 26 points, 15 rebounds for him. Tyrese Maxey looking very good as well. You know, the whole starting five for the 76ers is very, very solid. They just need to pick up some things on the bench. They had you know? nothing going on on the bench. Nothing on the bench, no. As usual, though, that is just how they do it over there, you know. Um, I mean, the Celtics, Brogdon coming off the bench, 16 points. And very pretty good solid. in the offseason right there. Grant Williams also, 15 points, picking up where yeah. he left us. Uh, Blake Griffin, you know, making a Celtics debut, as well as Malcolm Brogdon. Uh, Blake Griffin, eight, eight minutes, one point, you know. Typical Blake Griffin things as of lately, but – 
I want to say this. Jason Tatum, 35 points, and Jalen Brown also 35 points. Both players continuing their hot streaks from last year. You know, they did not lose a step. Two very, very good young players. Um, and they have a supporting cast, you know, that can take them back. I think making another deep playoff run this year. So, I agree with that. Two solid teams right there. Um, we'll move on to... And now we'll move on to the predictions of the uh, NBA season, what we got for like, the standings and stuff, where we think the teams are going to finish off. Uh, where are you going to go, Western Conference or Eastern Conference first? Uh, we'll go Western. Go Western Conference? All right. So, looking here, you know, uh, the Pelicans, they did look very solid in their first game. They did look very, very solid. But I'm about to go Warriors on top here. Warriors at one. Two. I'm probably going to put the Clippers at two. Um, they have yet to play, but they do have a very, very solid team. So we're going to go Warriors, Clippers there. And then for three, I'm going to go with the Memphis Grizzlies. Memphis Grizzlies are a very, very solid young team. Um, John Morant, you know, he's just crazy good. Um, nothing much more you can say about him. Uh, and at four, I'm going to go Denver Nuggets there. The reigning MVP. Nikola Jokic, very, very good big man, probably the best in the league. Him or Joel Embiid. And then at five, I'm going to go with the Minnesota Timberwolves, uh, making a big pickup in the offseason with Rudy Gobert. Uh, I think that trio, of, I don't even call it a trio, it's like a, they got a four-man over there with uh, D'Lo, Anthony Edwards, Cat, and uh, Gobert now. You know, that's a team you don't want to mess with right there. Um you know, the sixth seed, I'm going to go with the Phoenix Suns. You know, a very well-coached team, very very well-rounded team there. Um, very, very solid. And then rounding off the uh, Western Conference, eighth seed, I'm going to go Dallas Mavericks. Uh, Luka, you know, he's just special. Honestly, probably my MVP favorite. Even though he will be an eighth seed in my prediction, I still think he pulls out the MVP. Um, he should have won it. Last year, in my opinion, but you know, this year's the year. Got anything to say about the Western Conference of the NBA? Uh-huh. Definitely the best conference, by the way. You know, it's just uncomparable. For my uh, top eight, I'm not really going to order like you. I'm just kind of throwing my top eight out there. How I feel. Um, I'm, I got the Warriors, Grizzlies, Suns. Mavericks, Nuggets, Timberwolves, and I'm going to say the Jazz. The Jazz. The Jazz. Feeling the Jazz. I feel like they make a solid eight seed right there. They could. They could. could. Hot take right here. Um, The Lakers aren't making the playoffs again. No, they're not making the playoffs. It's just not happening. The Celtics are by far the better LA team. It's not even close. They moved on to the Eastern Conference. Um, it's a very top-heavy conference here, but uh, I'm going to go one. I'm going to go with the Boston Celtics. Boston Celtics have one. Um, you know, a very solid team. They showed it, obviously, in the win against the 76ers, who also is a very solid team. Um, at two, 
I'm going to go the Milwaukee Bucks. You know, that defense all is just always, you know, so good, so good. They really just need to get, you know, their little their shooting package kind of put together, and then I think they can be a very solid team making the two seed there. The three seed, though, for me, is going to have to be the 76ers. Um, they have started off 0-2 this season, but, you know, it's a long 82 game season. I think they got plenty of time to make that three seed spot work. And then the fourth seed, I'm going to go with the Chicago Bulls. Um, DeMar DeRozan had a very good first game, you know, showing why he wants that respect put on his name, per se. Um, him and, you know, Zach Levine, just a very solid team. And then five seed, I'm going to go with the Cleveland Cavaliers, who's a very young team. Evan Mobley, uh, Darius Garland, and now Donovan Mitchell on the team. Um, I think they're a very solid six seed. Seven seed, I got the Toronto Raptors. Toronto Raptors, very, very uh, well-rounded team. Um, not so much star talent there. Kind of like a very just solid overall team, in my opinion. And then for the eight seed, I'm going to go the Brooklyn Nets. KD, Kyrie, mm. they'll sneak in the playoffs, but they ain't making it very far. And they're also not making it high at the, sta- high at the standing. Sorry. You know, they just do not have chemistry at all throughout that team. They have two very good players, but as we've seen the last two years, have not been able to play anything together. So that is my predictions for the NBA standings there. All right, moving into my predictions. Just top eight, again, no order. I'll just kind of name who I feel like is going to make it in. I got Boston, Chicago. Milwaukee, Toronto, Detroit, Miami, 76ers, and I'm with Jackson on this one. I th- I think the Nets sneak in there. I don't I don't think they make it very far, but I do think they make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I do want to say I did leave out the Miami Heat because I think they are a team that is going to be struggling. You know, they're either going to be a they're either going to be a 7 8 seed or they're not going to be in. Um you could definitely interchange them on my seeding with the Raptors at 7, but I don't think they're very uh I mean they're, they're definitely very talented, but you know, I don't think they're a team that can hold their standing very well. Um very good starting five, but the bench, you know, just kind of struggles a bit. So I don't know, I feel pretty good about the Heat. I think they make it in. They could, they could. But well, that wraps up episode number one of our podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in. Um, we'll have episode number two released next week and try to get them out sometime midweek, Wednesday, Thursday mm-hmm. of each week. So be on the lookout for that. And we'll see you guys next time. See y'all.